Welcome to Go Home Heat, a by request podcast on Woo! wrestling, WCW style, nineteen ninety three Super Bowl three, Super Brawl three. A friend of the program sent us a instant message on Facebook and said, "Hey, would you please review this?" And we said, "Sure." Didn't they say specifically like one match? Will we watch the whole pay per view? <laughs> Yes, but because we're committed to the pod and committed on, to man, you, you got to get in the moment. You got to get in the moment to understand. It was a good card. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was definitely okay. Uh, yeah, all, that card. also being said, if I had watched it, just just Blind. cold. No, no, like oh, like without getting warmed up to the style of wrestling at the time, that does make a difference. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sometimes I watch an old match and I'm like. It's it's a lot slower. Like if I go watch uh, Kenny uh, Omega Okada one, and then I go watch Steamboat Flair, it's different, right? <laughs> right, because you're not used to it's that style different. of wrestling, right? No, yeah. So so warming up to a match and style of wrestling beforehand, I think, is actually important for older matches. Correct. I think the main theme of this show was what does Johnny B. Bad think? <laughs> yeah, Johnny B. Bad comes out, would, hey, which would later outfit. be. I have no idea. Yeah. Right. Um. This. Uh, he <laughs> he winds up being Mark Miro. Um, I think his name's Mark Miro. That's yeah, that's close enough. But in the WWE, he's married to Sable for a little bit, and uh, she's his manager. Manager, valet, valet. Before she becomes the Mrs. Brock Lesnar, he was kind of a boxer style guy. In this, he is wearing some form of a Captain Steubing outfit. And In Missy Hyatt is there, and Missy has the news that there will be a huge <laughs> surprise, which Eric Bischoff is between them, and he is young. young he's a baby. jet black okay. hair. Well, let's talk non-abrasive about... Non-abrasive Eric Bischoff. Non-abrasive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You want to know who I really want to see? 1993 is when this pay-per-view took place, by the way, which I commented that I thought it was, like, at least four years earlier. Right. Just, just due to, like... A couple of years later, WCW would be totally different, right? And Nitro was totally different. And yeah. Bischoff got the reins and completely changed the dynamic of the company. It is also this strange pay-per-view where you have, like we said, Flair Flair winds up being the big surprise. He's migrating from the WWE, WWF at the time to here. Uh, Orndorff is a big wrestler in this match. And I think there's a watershed kind of match in this pay-per-view between... I'll get there. Um... It is odd because there it has the feeling of we're kind of sort of trying to be WWE by pulling in some of their guys and stuff, but it's not really quite production level that, and WWE is so cartoony on the other side too at this point in time. And so it's kind of neat because, like you said, everything changes in wrestling in two years. You know, Vince is no longer able to get away with running out baloney cards mm-hmm. for television shows and every Monday night is a stacked card which is what Bischoff's concept of weekly wrestling became right and people are just themselves you don't have Wild Bill whatever his name was at Wild Bill Irving but Johnny B. Bad wouldn't be out here in a captain's suit you know it, it's so different but Jesse the Body Ventura and Tony Schiavone are your commentary team and I thought <laughs> they were great dude they yelled at each other the whole time. That that part of it is quite appealing. Right? Yeah, I think that that's what Don Callis is kind of channeling when he starts arguments with Tony Schiavone again, actually, nowadays. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, that that's the kind of the vibe he's going for. Right. And Corey Graves as well. I feel right. Corey Graves definitely. Jesse's the blueprint for the heel. Yeah. For the oh, heel for sure. commentary. Yeah. They just they kind of picked out the parts that were less than right. satisfactory. You know, not racist. Not not <laughs> borderline <laughs> or just completely over the just line. Just terminology that isn't used currently because of what we've learned about the way people should treat each other. <laughs> <laughs> Right, basic human decency. Right, right. When you skirt that line, it gets erased at some point. Bro, right? at some point, he says Muda, if he loses the title, will not have sushi for a year. <laughs> right, right. Which is, oh my god. Okay, stunning Steve and flying Brian open this yeah, thing up. Yeah, look against, at that. The Hollywood belongs. Against Marcus, soon to be Buff Bagwell and Eric Watts, and Marcus Bagwell is like the young upcoming star that they want and it feels like eric watts is what they want as well the way the match is kind of booked this match it's was very so roman reigns but every single time watts is in the ring they they, they hate him, him. they oh, hate God. him so much dude he every literally every single time like buff gets tagged in for a hot tag eric jumps in to help him and they they switch from cheers to booze they're cheering austin the they're entire cheering time. Well, and they, they love the blondes also when they were cheering buff and he's getting double teamed when Eric tries to help, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, they boo him. Immediate <laughs> boos, right? They We'd hate, rather see the double team on our good guy. They hate that dude. I, it was, I think that was the funniest part of the match. The match itself was, was all right. And the finish winds up being where uh, we do almost a fisherman suplex by Bagwell on Flying Brian. Yes. And Steve gets the second rope elbow to the sternum on him because the referee's distracted by Eric Watts, who's obviously the heel. And <laughs> and then Flying Brian gets to roll over one, two, three. The next match is Davey Boy and Bill Irwin. I have really nothing important to say about this other than it no. was Davey Boy's first match in WCW. In WCW after years of WWE. Again, it lends itself to the feel of these guys are trying to do something to be competitive by bringing in WWE stars, right? Yes. And you have, um, they have these weird segments in the, so the main event. The fact that yeah. wait, but the fact that Peacock is running these things now means you have commercials and they continue to there is we get these blips of Sting flying in a helicopter, Sting in a in the, in the in mountains. A, <laughs> in a, in a, yeah, like going to a mountainous lair <laughs> in in the caves with women. It was women with and women Vader. Being with Vader and Harley Race, which I don't see Harley Race and Vader ever really caring to be about. Not that they didn't like women. I just do they seem like the Playboys to you? No. They ain't got that Ric Flair. <laughs> it was like yeah. obligatory women have to be in the scene. Why? Because it's not a wrestling scene. Okay. <laughs> there must be women in dresses there. <laughs> of course they are. Right? Bobby Lutz? But, and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a table with, with uh, like grapes and stuff on it and his Mastodon outfit, which we get teased the entire time. Bro, and then he doesn't wear but it. But he doesn't wear it on the oh, walk to the ring. The, like, the most disappointing thing about this whole pay-per-view was that he didn't have his, his but cool helmet. If we're, are we just going to sum up all of the uh, segments right here? In this yeah. One little, because there's one segment that had us dying. Um, it's, it's so good. Where Sting is like, Looking out the mountain range and said, "This looks familiar. This feels this feels very familiar." And it cuts to just smash cut. Va- Vader and and Harley Race like staring at a mirror, and then <laughs> this Vader just looks in and screams, "Stinger!" Ah! And then it, the, the glass shatters, and then it hard cuts to like progressive online. <laughs> yeah, because of but the peacock. It, if anybody has, if anybody has, so just good. the catacombs stinger segment. 
pieced together, feel free to send me that YouTube link because I would like to see that in full form pieced together without wrestling in between. The watershed moment to me was the Paul Orndorff WWF style wrestler and the older style wrestler wrestling Mick Foley because you saw the dynamic of what used to be pro wrestling in the pacing and the style of punches. The I was saying that when Mick was on offense, he hurt himself more. Or he was Cactus Jack in this. Yes. yes when yes. he was on offense, he hurt himself more than he did when Orndorff was barely touching him, when Orndorff was on offense. Mm -hmm. The punches didn't touch him. The knees didn't touch him. It just looked like it might. Whereas, you know, he would go to throw Mick, and Mick would throw himself over stuff. That one, that one spot of the suplex onto the... Oh my God! The suplex onto the uh, Gate, barricade, yeah, which barricade. flips him onto, and then he like throws himself onto the ground and slams oh my his face God. on the ground. My lord! But then, the, dude, he he does a a second rope, like uh, he's trying to do a sunset flip. Right. What, sunset what bomb, maybe. Yeah. yeah. What happens is that he jumps over Orndorff and lands just completely on concrete. And I, I want to say he had, to the floor. I, I want to say he moved. He literally moved the concrete. Yeah. Laid Orndorff down softly. So he was just moving the he was just moving the padding to give himself a place to hurt himself as he flips over the top and lands, and and as we know, on the other side of the of the of this pay per view and of this style of clash, you have ECW arise and things begin to change. In that retrospect, too, is the way we go about the one thing the Attitude Era was also was violent. Yes. You know what I mean? And so that that is another thing that changes as we go forward. Now, of course, Orndorff, to to further show how, how the era ends, Orndorff does do a Hulk Hogan-style <laughs> revving up the crowd and holding his hand to his ear mm -hmm. as he walks around because he thinks he's got the match won. Cactus Jack grabs the shovel and, in, in a way as he hits him and covers him for the one, two, three, buries the old style. And he is the new guy. Yes. Moving on to Jim Cornette's Heavenly Bodies versus the Rock and Roll Express. Beautiful Bob and Stan. And Tom. And Tom. I use it, Beautiful Bob, and he gets kicked out of the match. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. He's only there for the important part at the end. And Tom Pritchard. And then, of course, the Rock and Roll Express, Morton. Gibson. And Gibson. Yes. Okay. And so then we, I thought this was a uh, match of the night pretty much. Honestly, yeah. It was, it, uh, Jared had commented it was a Young Bucks match, which is hilarious because of the way Cornette portrays yeah. the Young yeah, Bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cornette spent so much time, so much energy yelling at, at that style of wrestling. And then you go back and like, what this match is just like half a comedy match. Right. Cornette and it's great. Is, Don't get me wrong. I think it's it wonderful. Great. Right. I really enjoyed it. Right, the pacing was Young Bucks. The dude, Young Bucks take after Rock and Roll Express so much. Right, and as right. much a, a lot of people do as well. But but Young Bucks, I feel especially. And the Heavenly right. Bodies did give off very FTR feels, at least in terms of that whole. Like, <laughs> they could have that match on uh, Dynamite like this week with Tully in place of Cornette, and it would like like I wouldn't bat an eye. Right, <laughs> I literally would not bat an eye. Like, right, oh, good, really good. Yeah, you took FTR take the place of the like. Wrestle like the heavenly body. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, exactly. It worked. Yeah, or, or you could you could even 
Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you could just have that match. You get smudged at the end where Cornette's distracting a ref, and then uh, beautiful Bobby runs down and, and tries to help out. <laughs> elbow drops up, his own guy. <laughs> yeah, on accident, and then you get the cover, one, two, three. I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And then we have one of the, I mean, you talk about the blueprint of pro wrestling. Dustin Rhodes versus Max Payne. This is the match that people look back on. And remember and, and, exactly and, where they were when they took a nap during this pain. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even really want to. Dustin. There's, I, there's nothing to say about this. Max Payne is, it does nothing. Right. Now, he did play the national anthem. He played, which was cool. He seemed really cool up until he took off a really cool damaged ink jacket and uh-huh. they started wrestling. And then. Just normal. <laughs> it was so nothing from there on not, out. Yeah. And there was a DQ. And then they started doing a couple interesting things, and right. we were like, where was that? Post-match, <laughs> Dustin got fired up started throwing punches. It's it was like, like, all right, well, wait, it's over. Where, where was that during the 11 minutes Whatever. that okay. they were actually wrestling? So then uh, Flair is here. He gives a quick promo. He sits down on commentary for the Barry Windham versus the Great Muda U.S. Championship match. What did you think about this? Uh, I like Muda a lot. I'm actually not huge on Barry Windham. I feel like this match was a little long. 24 minutes it was the longest match on the card right and they kept and reminding just, us that it was a 60 minute time limit and I was like please don't right? yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what this pay-per-view was going to be I, was, I just think in my mind please don't right <laughs> I'm begging you and I you, don't want to watch Barry Windham wrestle for 60 and minutes and you could tell that they were trying to wrestle in a way that allowed it to go a long time you know what I mean and, and the thing is though like you said if it's 24 minutes they could have done more in that amount of time. Yeah, Barry, yeah. Barry can do everything. Sometimes he's in situations where the pacing is odd I've for a seen, guy that's that talented. Yeah, usually when he's having like singles main events, is yeah. from what I've seen. Because I mean, I watched a couple matches with him and Dustin in a tag team, and those were great. Absolutely. Uh, but that's that's something like a difference between singles and tag wrestling is it's probably way easier to pace a tag wrestling match because you can kind of always be on. Well, and like we said too with Muda. He isn't the wrestler that you perceive when you first see him come out dressed yes, up. Yes. Right. He is a very pragmatic this leads yes. to that. And his matches can have some downtime. And if you're Barry, maybe this time they kind of did the did that a little more than maybe I would have. But again, yeah. too, you're you're viewing it through a more modern prism. Yeah, also very true. Right. And and like you can watch some of those steamboat, uh, I mean some of those flare matches that go a long, long time, oh, and you're like, oh well, yeah, they really did do a whole lot for the first thirty minutes. That's all. That's know? always the funny thing about really long matches is sometimes you watch them and you're like, nothing happens. Not for a while. For the first forty minutes, and then they start wrestling. Why was this not just a twenty minute match? Right, I get it. I get it. I watch Okada. There's wrestle that, all the time. and but on the flip side, I do want to shout out. <laughs> No, that that is a legitimate criticism. There are some Okada matches where he like nothing happens. Right, but then when they get going, it's like wow. It's like wow. Right, right. Uh, notable. What's well, like the opposite of an example? Exceptions. And- exception. Notable exceptions to the long match rule is. Oh, what was uh, Hyokyo Inoue versus Manami Toyota? That hour long women's match we watched. Jesus. They were literally. Dude, that was crazy for an hour because that could because you the pacing of that match. If you would have told somebody that's a seven minute match and they watched the first three minutes, they uh, or they any three minute block, you would go, yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Absolutely. But then it goes an hour, a literal hour, right? Stuff matches crazy. The dude. cardio those two women had, 
We, no, ought, to, we ought to review some AJW classics. We should. But main event of the evening, and I think I am so glad that we requested to watch this match because I don't like strap matches. No, I, don't I, like I, matches. I do not like strap matches. I did, I get, I, I did like the Cody uh, Brody one. But for the most part, when I watch some of these older events, I get so scared that the stipulation matches are going to be just awful. Right, <laughs> right. You call it the uh, you call it the blindfold match. The the blindfold TNA match with James Storm and I can't remember the other guy's name. Was it Rude? It wasn't Rude. No, it was uh, it was like his tag partner, his former tag partner. Oh my god! It was Harris. terrible. Harris. Yeah, yeah, dude, that match was awful. Well, I can see. <laughs> just miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so often I, I wonder if these promoters just think of the stipulations and they just never actually think of like the ramifications the practicality on how it, yeah, the, the, the practicality of like how it affects the match. If your wrestlers can't see, then nothing's going to happen. Let me tell yeah. you something. Will we great? Brawl for all. <laughs> now, hear me out. What they if they don't... shoot fought with boxing gloves? <laughs> <laughs> And if the guy who we don't want to win wins, we send Butterball to give him a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's great. <laughs> this match, however, was really good. I love this match. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved this it. Match. Big Van Vader versus the Stinger, and they were violent. Oh. Dude. Sting had really good baby face. Dude, Sting, Sting was over, 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 over like Rover. Oh my God! And he's so strong, and you and like I said, you know, so often they did not overdo the. They didn't start trying to drag each other around the ring early in the match. They went on and beat the snot out of each other first. I don't. It looked like Sting didn't really hit him that hard with the strap. Yeah, somehow he, he came, came up, up from the back, from under the ground, under the like on the ground where you couldn't see him. Came up with like huge cuts, which aren't whelps. I don't know how he wound up bleeding like that. But, I, he had to have been. But I do think he split Sting open the old-fashioned oh, yeah, way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm pretty sure his ear got cut the old-fashioned way from one of those straps. So they're both... A, uh, he's a bloody mess when it ends. Dude, yeah, his ear was bleeding profusely. Right, Sting had a, a pretty good cut on his head. Now, you did have a um, couple of really... Oh, my God. Vader hit the, the elbow drop, standing elbow drop, onto the... Abdominal uh, section. Abdominal <laughs> section. It straight up section. looks like he just nailed his balls, dude. Oh. Oh, but then Sting, of course, crawls. Somehow, Vader, it's with the strap, if you're smart, you can wrap yourself yeah. into weird spots. And then, of course, he crawl. Vader steps over the strap, not thinking, and Sting's able to yank it and pull his hand into the abdominal section <laughs> several times. Sting, want, uh, when Vader climbed, Vader must have done some form of a Vader bomb onto him six or seven oh, times. It was, it was brutal. Rough. And then, of course, once he goes up there to do something and Sting manages to pull the string, the, the rope, strap. the strap, and he winds up again hurting his abdominal section. <laughs> yeah, he, he falls from standing on the turnbuckle right, and then as right on his abdominals. As they're, whi as they're whipping each other, um, what was it Jesse said to Tony? So this oh. reminds me of what you do to your children when you, when they act up or something. Tony said, "You shut up, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't accuse me of beating my kids on national TV right now." The the, the banter with with a heel commentator and like a golly G shucks kind of Tony can be really entertaining. Right now, the the finish winds up. 
the referee gets hit as Sting is lifting Vader. Dude, this was this was so crazy how athletic Sting was to like carry Vader around. First to of three all, turnbuckles. First of all, Sting was athletic throughout yeah, the match. Dude, yes. Uber athletic throughout the match. And then the strength to pick up Vader. Also, by the way, you got to pick him up in a way that he kicks the ref in the head. Yes. Which is also not easy. Dude, the way he had him had him picked up was like not not at all an easy way to do it. No, no, there was there it wasn't was a rough. fireman's carry, but his no. belly might not Allow for a fireman's carry? He's big boy. Yeah. He big boy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of mass, a lot of density. Yeah, and a, lot, so, a lot of dude there. <laughs> yeah, and so he winds up carrying him to three of the posts as he walks around. And as the referee, I think, was trying to crawl away, Harley grabs the ref's ankle and doesn't let him. So Sting falls over him, which leads to a chain of events. Well, first of all, Vader falls completely onto Sting's back, squashing him, which leads to a chain of events where... Vader ties Sting's feet up and begins to drag him to each one. And as Sting kicks to try to get free on the third, between the third and fourth tap, tap, tap on the corner, mm-hmm. kicks free. Vader falls into the back corner. He wins. It is a way to book it in which the babyface lost uh, due to circumstance and not due to being outfought. Yes. Against the bigger guy. It was non-title, which led you to believe Sting would might win when he doesn't. And also probably setting up a future matchup between the two. I know they wrestled each other off and on this whole time. Sting gets mad at the end and bull whips him a couple of times before he leaves. I was so pleased to have seen this and it be this good. And you don't always watch. Sting is a legend. Vader is a legend. To see them perform at the top of their game in such an environment was really fun and to see a uber baby face you know he could have done like to see those like the little old lady going <laughs> crazy for sting kill him yeah the two kill women him. whenever anything happened to him the two women on the fourth row just oh my god is he gonna be okay well I don't know Linda I don't know it looks bad <laughs> you know it, it was really good and then of course we went back cause what would Johnny be bad think we went and found out and it turns out he's going to a party with Missy Hyatt which I don't believe um, fun times all around then you had Jesse they interviewed Wyndham and he said he was going to go win every belt he does not eventually become the belt collector um, that, save for someone else that he had predict- <laughs> yes, yes that would happen later with Kenny Omega so and then of course Jesse and Tony wrapped it up we had a good time watching it though I it's kind of like a little lesson in what used to be yeah it's always funny. Absolutely. It's always funny too when people tell you how great wrestling once was. I remember it back in my day how great it was, back and then you I realize. First of all, we watch wrestling in a golden age of actual bell to bell performances. Oh my god! Yeah. Like even when even when the show lately that people pick on is is Raw, and even when Raw has a really bad night booking wise. The wrestlers give incredible performances because mm-hmm. the wrestling is just great across the board. The floor that these performers have nowadays is amazing. And we're lucky to live in a time where you can pull up a Okada Omega match and watch it. You know what I mean? But I just really think this is every time I watch these older pay-per-views, I appreciate what Dusty could do. I appreciate the way a crowd would pop for Dusty or what Flair could do or what Steamboat could have wrestled in any generation. 
Savage could have wrestled in any generation. And it's fun to watch that, but it's also kind of cool to see it wasn't all that. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, like, <laughs> yeah, you see the, the, like bulldog match and you're like wow this is nothing <laughs> like why was this seven minutes why wasn't this 30 seconds literally why didn't he go goldberg that dude straight up or the dustin match i know ron simmons is hurt why would you put max Payne in there this guy's <laughs> terrible right right what made you think 11 the, the, 11 the minutes bed? somebody the said man that guy silence. can really play guitar it was so quiet <laughs> They cheered so much when it was a DQ. Dude, yeah, because it's oh, over. Yeah. Oh my God, it's over. <laughs> okay, for my man Jared, for my man Nick, y'all got anything else to say? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, watch, watch all Japan women's matches. Watch, watch, I, I, watch I think all it, Japan women's. If you're really looking to like get into some older stuff, watching some of those Manami Toyota matches, some of those uh, Akira Hakuto matches, those are unreal. Right. You know. Right. Or. Max Payne. Or Max Payne. Right. The uh, three greatest performers. <laughs> of our generation and any generation. Any generation. Right. Uh, this is KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the GIN Project. How's that done again? The G-I-N-N Project.com. Right. Lovely. Nick. Uh, go.